Oh, uh, you're the frozen peas. Uh, what? <laughs> Did you just uh, go back to a play and just start saying filler words? <laughs> I've, I've had a brain fart. Hello and welcome to Recording Live. I am Dexter and with me as always is... It's me, Matt. And uh, back from, uh, I, mean, I don't know, a long time of not being here is is another guy. Yeah, I'm here. This is Tom coming it's Tom. to you live from the bottom of a well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it turns out that um, I was having mic issues that I didn't realize this whole time, and that's fixed. And uh, Tom was having some mic issues, and so... He's, he's he might sound a little off so sorry uh but i'm just happy that he's here so that's good um but first things first this is recording live you can always hit us up at um on the social medias if you go to our, over to our website recordinglivepodcast.com there's links to uh, our twitter uh, which is i believe rec live podcast uh instagram recording live podcast and facebook uh you can always email us hello at recordinglivepodcast.com i think i don't know just go to our website it's there um and uh subscribe to uh yeah the podcast or whatever device app thing you listen to podcasts on and if you know you like this podcast and all head over to um buzzkillkid.com slash recording live podcast and you can find our merch uh we got mugs socks and shirts and Dude, that's legit you guys have merch yeah, yeah i didn't know that dang so glad you listened to this podcast yeah, dang. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, head over there, check out, you know, get a mug or something. It's, it'd be great. Uh, you can drink coffee whilst looking at cartoons of ourselves that Matt drew, which I really enjoy that drawing. Uh, it makes me happy. Which one? But, the one of Matt uh, hitting himself of, with a hammer. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, I need to make hand. that into a sticker. No, I haven't done that yet. I need to. Uh, but, like no, just one. the the one that's the album cover for the podcast. Oh, that just one, like us both with mics. Just us talking into the mics. I don't know why. Like, I just, I, it makes it's me happy. It's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, <laughs> enough about that. Um, yeah, so I guess to start things off, we're going to talk um, uh, this, this week, I think mostly about i guess some writing concepts uh yeah and that's kind of why tom is here because he's the most prolific writer of our group of friends uh is that the right word <laughs> i don't know what friends <laughs> <laughs> yes no prolific i, I don't know that pro- i don't know are you a prolific writer you've written one thing consistently for i've like- written one thing for a really long time so yeah so. i don't think that counts as prolific maybe maybe <laughs> i'm just really stubborn <laughs> yes okay well yeah so we we want to kind of talk a little bit about um some writing or i don't know Matt, maddie mostly had the questions there uh but and before we get that to that uh we can do a little bit of catch up um so it's been a couple of weeks uh and and matt has been on vacation what have you been up to man relaxing recharging i haven't had a vacation legitimately since march of last year so it's been a whole year yeah i mean i had to take a lot of personal time off here and there but i've never had a lengthy time off where uh i had you know take time off for medical things here and there and then i had like a four-day quarantine due to covid that I didn't end up having, but I took, I'm taking 10 days off from work right now. I took a week and a half off and just needed it. Just really, really needed it. Cause my job mm-hmm. is very, very physical, very lengthy. And 
so I just wanted to take some time. I wasn't going to go anywhere or anything. I couldn't mm-hmm. go anywhere, but uh, I've been catching up on reading some stuff, uh, watching a lot of things. I have, I completely spaced off, even though we talked about it and I talked about how much I love it. I just, I don't have Amazon prime. So I forgot that invincible was coming out this month. And so I figured it out about a week ago and I'm like, okay, I don't want to pay for Amazon prime. Cause I don't buy a lot of stuff on Amazon. So let me see if I can get a free month trial. I did. And then I'm like, okay, when does the finale uh, when does the final episode of this season come out? Because then I can plan this within 30 days. And so that's pretty much what I did. And so I watched, uh, they released three episodes at once. And then the fourth episode came out uh, yesterday on Friday. So I pretty much, I binged the first three, which I'm saying binge because I was not expecting this to be an hour long show. Oh, wow. It's an hour long animated series, and uh, and mm. I was shocked by that. I saw the first episode it was like forty five minutes, and I'm like, oh wow, well it is the premiere and stuff. Sometimes they mm-hmm. do that, and then the next episode was forty five, and then the following, and the following. I'm like, okay, this is an hour long wow. series. This is pretty yeah. awesome. So a lot of stuff can get covered. Yeah, there's are, there's not a lot of cartoons that do that. I mean, are there any? I can't even think no. of any. Uh, not as a episodic like a specials yeah but not episodic so that that's really cool and i have to say like while i am biased i love invincible i just man i can't stop smiling from ear to ear i can't recommend it enough it is you love it because you're right because it's i i am i kind of am and (laughs) i'm really happy that it's getting a lot of positive feedback because yeah uh when it always comes to these I don't want to say obscure streaming services, but Amazon isn't as, I would say, big as, say, Netflix is or even the new one like Disney Plus or HBO because it's kind of an afterthought. Like Disney Plus has risen up to be one of the tops because, one, it's cheap and, two, it's making a lot of original content. And Amazon, you know, for the past, like, two years or so, they're getting more into the original content. But I don't think it's as widely known for that. Yeah, they have really good um, original like children's shows, actually. Do they? Uh, yeah, uh, like they've won some awards for some of them, um, th- and I like them and my kids don't as much, but like, and then they also have a lot of, um, shows that are, I mean, I don't know that I would call them original because they, they didn't come up with them, but they, uh, there are a lot of sh- children's shows based on books. So like they have, uh, if you give a mouse a cookie, uh, Pinkalicious, which I've never oh. heard of, but it's a book um and then i don't know a couple others but like so, so they have several series based on books um and then a, a couple of like original series that are that are actually i mean pretty good as far as kids content so i thought i was kind of surprised by that but it's nice to see that they're getting into i guess adult content which is nice is really nice yeah i mean they're i think their biggest claim to fame is probably the boys and oh yeah 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 i have no interest in ever giving yeah. that a second of my time right and but I yeah, they have that. And then there's always that talks of that Lord of the Rings series they're going to make. And oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. But yeah, I, I really love Invincible. I was really baffled how faithful it is to the source material while also being different. I would 
Or like when I've watched the first episode, I'm like, this is like 90% faithful. And now after four episodes, it's about 80. But, you know, the they managed to capture Ryan Otley and Corey Walker's art style perfectly. They right. captured the tone. Probably cusses a little too much for my opinion. Uh, Dude, but is the comic a lot of cussing? They uh, In 144 issues, they had one F-bomb. Oh, weird that they and didn't I cuss think, so much in the show then. Yeah, I think it's about one per episode the F-word gets dropped. Huh. And mm. that kind of threw me off because when the, the F-bomb choice. got dropped, it was like by the very end almost. It was like in the like the last 20 issues or something like that. Yeah. So, like they say shit and stuff like that. But, I yeah. mean, the thing that's always made the show really stand out with adult content is just how graphically violent it is. Mm-hmm. And that's in there. That's in there. It's like, oh, like watch. I hadn't read Invincible for a couple of years. And so I was watching the first episode and I'm just seeing like people explode into like into just like just be vaporized into like blood uh, vapor. And it's like, oh, all right. I forgot. I forgot. That's what the comic was like. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, but it's not like consistently, like not all the time, but it's it's spaced out fairly well. But the casting is really good in it mm-hmm. uh this, like uh robert kirkman wrote the first episode and i think he's wrote in the season finale so mm-hmm. I, I i dig it a lot and it got me to go to the closet and dig out all 25 volumes and i i'm a little ashamed i read it all in like a day and a half wow i binged the whole thing i'm on vacation so it's not like yeah. i didn't have time <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i did that uh I let me think. Uh, I've been playing some video games ever since I got an Xbox. I bought a new video game. I bought oh. the Dragon Ball Z Kakarot game that came out like a year, year and a half ago, and hmm. it, it's okay. Um, hmm. I was kind of not sure if I was going to enjoy it because I've watched gameplays and that kind of made me go, oh, I don't know if this is really a game that I can play. And mm-hmm. but I, it was cheap. I got it for like thirty bucks. It wasn't full price. So then I played it and. Yeah, it's not my thing. I'm mm. I'm stuck, and so it's like, yeah, I, I don't really want... It's one of those things where it's like, well, I'm on vacation. I've got the time to kill to get better at this. But then yeah. I kind of go, I don't really want to waste my vacation playing something I'm not that thrilled about. And so yeah. I've been playing just nonstop Dead Rising games, and... <laughs> I just love those. Those games just pass the time so fast, and they're so yeah. much fun. I need to and get one of those. They, they look fun. They are so much fun. They're just entertaining. And mm-hmm. let me think. I watched Kong vs. Godzilla the other night. Mm-hmm. How was that? It's it's good. It's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. It's not terrible, but it's not great. It's... It's it's in my opinion kind of stupid. There's a lot of stupid stuff in the sh- in the movie that just doesn't make sense, and I it's getting well received. People are loving it, but it's like, man, I I don't know. I just I I can't. It's I granted it's a giant monkey fighting a giant lizard, but there's mm-hmm. stuff in there that just annoys me very much. It's like it's just. I don't I don't know how to describe it. I really don't like being someone that's picky, but boy, I just watching this just being picky and I feel bad about it, but I'm not going to say it's terrible. I'm not going to say it's unwatchable, but it's not something I'd recommend and I know Lee was looking the most forward to it and I figured yeah. he was just going to love it no matter what and I asked him after he watched it, what'd you think? And he goes, "It's okay. I'm not wowed by it, but it's fine." And I was really surprised by that. That's interesting. And it's like, well, him, yeah. 
if he wasn't thrown away, thrown off by it, like if he wasn't exploding with gush over it, then maybe mm-hmm. it's not that super great. Hmm. Interesting. And uh, that's about it for me. I haven't been doing too much. I don't really. I got I got four five more days left of my vacation, and mm-hmm. I don't really have anything else to do. I think I'm just gonna relax more, mm-hmm. and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's always good to just have time like that. I don't know the the last time I've had nothing to do, kind of thing. I probably I want to say it was probably when I went up to Minneapolis by myself which is like half the reason why I wanted to just go by myself (laughs) is just like to not have to worry about anybody. It it feels good. Yeah. That's good. (laughs) What have you been up to? Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, one thing actually to note too, I was looking at, um, Amazon prime when you were talking and they've actually had some really good blockbusters in the last couple of years. Cause, um, not necessarily anything we would watch, but, uh, yeah, so there's the boys, and then I completely forgot they're the ones that made the Good Omens uh, TV like miniseries, and I know that was huge. Um, which it's Neil Gaiman, and I know you don't like him, Matt, but like I, yeah, I've never heard of this. Good Omens is a book uh, that he, Neil Gaiman wrote with Terry Pratchett. Terry Pratchett's famous for um, the, the Discworld series, which is a fantasy like series. Those books came out like magazines. Like there's so many of them. Um, and he just, I felt like he was just writing them so fast anyway. Uh, but Terry Pratchett's dead now. Um, but they're funny books. Like they they were written really well. And so good omens was written, uh, Terry Pratchett, I think wrote a lot of it. And then Neil Gaiman kind of wrote, um, it's about the end of the world. So there's like the four horsemen. So I think Gaiman wrote most of the stuff involving the four horsemen and the, um, the antichrist. And then the rest of it was Terry Pratchett, I think more or less from what i understand um it was a good book i enjoyed it a lot i i the miniseries didn't look that enticing to me so i haven't actually watched it yet um but then uh anyway on prime video there was the tick which i watched like the first half of season one and it was okay it was weird uh it wasn't really the tick but but no i knew i just forgot like they, they made those um I'm going to put that and, on my list because since I have it, I might as well write that down and watch that while I'm. Yeah. While oh, I yeah, have there it. You go. And then um, there was a show. Oh, The Expanse is on there. I don't know that they start. I, I think I thought. I think The Expanse started on sci fi, maybe, but they have it listed on here as, an, as a prime original. And The Expanse is based on a book that I've read that is very good called. Um, oh, what is that book called? I can't remember. It's about like a war. Or, um, like a, it's it's about like an alien virus more or less that's attacking the human race and humans are living on Mars in the asteroid belt they have colonies and on Earth uh, and it's about like this leader I guess that goes and uh, harvests ice from Saturn's rings I want to say and and then brings it back to the colony in the um, our colonies in the the asteroid belt. And then there's this virus that's like happening and no one's sure who to like blame about like about it. So it's kind of like they're on the brink of war between uh, the belt, Mars and Earth. Uh, It's pretty good. Um, But yeah, anyway, so I've been wanting to watch that on Prime and I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Um, I forgot they did a they did a pilot for Zombieland, the show. Oh, really? There's a trailer of it. It looks like complete shit. 
Yeah, I I've never watched Zombieland. I want to see it, I guess, but yeah. Anyway, it's uh, okay. Yeah, that's kind of the feeling I got. But other than that, which isn't anything I've been doing, uh, I'm I've been I've built a, a box and with some out of with my woodworking hobby that I picked up. Um, and I my Instagram account's blowing up for that, so that's fun. And by blowing up, I just mean all my friends are liking things, so that's nice of them. That's nice. Um, and <laughs> well, it's funny too because so I made a like a separate account, and like all my friends seem to be seeing it, so I don't know wh- how they're seeing it. Like, I'm oh, assuming... but Instagram Instagram suggests like I yeah think that's how I saw it and said it's like hey you might know this guy it's the exact same they picture they know who you are yeah <laughs> yeah well and I, I like I just I didn't want I don't want to like bug people I guess so I I wasn't intentionally like trying to follow all my friends to get them to follow that account I just like people will notice it if they want to uh, and it's just nice like because everyone seems pretty interested in the stuff I'm building so that was. That was fun. Um, so I guess anyone listening to this, it's uh, Dexter J Woodworking or Workshop. Dexter J Workshop, I think. Um, it's just the stuff I'm building uh, out of wood. Um, but yeah, that was kind of nice. And other than that, I've decided to sell my comics. So I took I took everything off the shelves and I'm sorting them. Uh, and I'm starting what? to kind of not all of them, just like the ones I don't want. Um, so uh, not not every single comic. So I'm keeping all the ones that are important to me and that are actually probably worth money. And I'm getting rid of just like the, the series that I've been collecting that I just don't really actually care that I have, or I plan to buy the trades later. Um, I guess I shouldn't be like, what about that? Considering that I don't own any more comics. I sold right. all <laughs> a couple years ago. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know, just like my office was just feeling cluttered and, uh, and I, like, I just, I had a box of comics and like, I was never reading those comics. Um, so I, I plan to read what I want to read and then I'm going to try to sell everything, uh, and then get rid of it somehow, I guess. Um, and then buy tools with that money, <laughs> uh, or I don't know, some more cherry and walnut. Um, <laughs> But no, other than that, I haven't really been doing a whole lot. Uh, we got together last weekend. Yeah, other than that, yeah, I, I trimmed down those boards that we mentioned you needed done. Um, the futile thing that we did. <laughs> yeah, and then we uh, sit around and talked for like a while. Which uh, is way more be- better than us doing woodwork, to be honest, in my opinion. I, <laughs> I like coming over and doing woodwork, but I like chatting more than the woodwork. And not to say I don't like it. I love doing the wood stuff. Yeah, but yeah. just hanging out and doing stuff is well, uh, hanging out and just talking and catch up and trying to make small talk of things we won't talk about on the podcast is also yeah. like the real gem of getting together. Yeah, and it's also just difficult to do woodworking with another person. Like, I, I feel like we both just need to have our own like things that we're building. But like, uh, when we got together and built that uh, that easel for my kids, like it took like three hours. It took three <laughs> it hours. Not and taken it was that literally long. like half a dozen pieces. Uh, it was like half of a dozen two by fours just nailed together. <laughs> yeah, it was. It took too long. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Other than that, uh, I went, actually, I went out and bought a planer today, which I'm pretty excited Ooh. about. Uh, not like a night, like a hand planer, like, a okay. not an electric planer. Um, and then I bought a new speed square, like just a nicer one than the one I had. Um, and so that was nice, but 
Yeah, I, I won. I won a, a scavenger hunt for work. Like they just had like a scavenger hunt for stuff you could find in your house, and I got a gift card to um to low or yeah to Lowe's. So I, I went out and used that. And that's how I got all that stuff. But um yeah, I don't know, Tom. Uh, you don't have to like recap what you've been doing since the last time you were on. But like, <laughs> is there anything significant that's happened Actually, to you in the past few months that you'd like to talk about? I know for a fact you got you got all your books in print again. That's right. Yeah, that's probably one of the bigger things uh, I'm pretty excited about. Uh, yeah, I, so I've got four four graphic novels out of the same story, and uh, and yeah, the maybe like two or three years ago, probably three years ago, um, the the printer that I was working with told me that they wouldn't print them anymore because of uh, and, well, it, it doesn't really matter why. Um, but I had to make some changes or, uh, or switch printers. Um, so I went ahead and finally made some changes, I, you know, between having uh, a child and then, you know, the pandemic, there hasn't been a lot of like real push. Like I'm not going to a lot of comic conventions or anything. And so, mm. um, so really it just was allowed to fall off my radar of like, eh, someday I'll get those back in print. Someday I'll get that all figured <laughs> out. Yes. Um, and so Sunday finally came and, uh, and so, yeah, so I'm really excited about that. So if you're looking for independent, uh, graphic novel series about, uh, sci-fi adventure story, treasure hunters in space, uh, hit me up. Cause you can like, now you can buy them from me. So that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. I'll we'll make sure well, I put we'll, some links in for you. Yeah. Sure. I mean, so it's just, uh, what next to Yeah. Or, or 515 comics.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, yeah, or yeah, find me on the internet and just ask me, and I will sell them to you. <laughs> are the new books are, are are the new books like visibly different from the old print, the old versions? Like, can you tell if there's a quality difference, or are they pretty much the same? Ah, uh, they're they're. I mean, yes. <laughs> the answer to both of those is pretty much yes. I mean, effectively, that it's the same exact book. Like, the, it's thicker paper is what it okay. is. Okay. So I think that you can definitely tell like side by side. I think that it's like, oh, yeah, the thicker paper is nicer. And then obviously they're thicker, like the whole book, because each one is like a couple hundred pages. So, you know, it it adds up. And so they're all significantly thicker spined than than the original prints. So I kind of like it. They're sort of beefier. The the downside, of course, is that they cost more (laughs) To produce. I got gotcha. um, but uh, but I do like them. It's, it's not so bad. Um, and I guess I mean otherwise I don't know. Um, I guess uh, Matt, I don't know if you know, but I, I talked to Dexter maybe a week or so ago, and uh, he thought that I was still working for Wells Fargo, and, and I'm I'm not. Yeah. Oh. I, no. <laughs> I was like, oh. didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I worked you didn't there know for that either, three right? weeks. Are you? I did you think you're still not- there? No, I thought you've been there for like five months now. I right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, I didn't like announce that I was working for Wells Fargo, and so when I stopped, I also didn't like announce it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I have a different job now. Um, we don't have to talk about the particulars of that much, uh, other than to say it's it's much nicer than working for Wells Fargo. Okay. <laughs> I I can contest to that since I had two years at Wells Fargo, so I can oh, I man. can very much contest that working for Wells Fargo sucks. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, so my, my three-week experience was enough for me. So hopefully I, I don't literally thought you'd been there for the past, like, five months. Ever yeah. since, like, yeah, since <laughs> December or November when you first started up over there. I'm bet, like, so, like, this is great. Like, doing doing a podcast where people are like, hey, Tom, what's been going on with you? It's great because, like, <laughs> if I'm not prompted, I don't usually talk about what's going on. Well, the saddest thing yeah. is, is while Dexter and I see each other not often, but maybe once a month-ish now, uh, I haven't seen you in, uh, like, in, like, 14 months. I know, dude. Well, now that it's nice outside again, like, I don't yeah. know why that was an excuse before, but now that it's nice no, outside again. No, the excuse before was it was a fucking hardcore pandemic, and yeah. now, while we're That's still in a pandemic, and while it's arguable whether it's dwindling down or not, I would think that it's kind of dwindling down to a better place than where we were 12 months ago, so... Yeah. Yeah. And I'm more comfortable like standing in a yard with people than I was a year ago. That's for sure. So yeah. Well, and uh, I mean, yeah, and and we can always get together outside, have s'mores or something. Yeah, that was something me and Dexter really liked doing. We did uh, we did, did that a couple times last year, and it was wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Let's get s'mores. Yeah, I, I I still have coup in the package that I'm like gonna coup? get to that eventually. Or gonna what? get to that. I forgot how to play it, but I'm totally gonna get to that. <laughs> oh, coup! Yeah, yeah, the board or the card game or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coup, as in like a, a military coup. Dude, I thought we were talking about like some kind of weird s'mores ingredient. Like, yeah. what is coup? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should hang out outside. <laughs> well, that's cool. Yeah, I know. I we talked about doing it at the end of March, but just as. Uh, uh, talking about it is one thing. We uh, get, getting on it for one reasons or another is another. But uh, yeah, it's it's a little difficult. Like uh, I uh, no, I'm not going to talk about this on the podcast. Talk bad afterward. So, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, no. Well, that's that's pretty cool. I'm I'm glad that you, you know you 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 you've left Wells Fargo and you're doing something else. And you've been doing it for obviously quite a while. So that's good. I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, and the thing, too, is, like, I know you talk a lot about uh, things on the TomCast, which is your vlog, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and now that I think about it, like, you don't really talk about too much, like, personal things, like, wor- like work. Uh, and so I think, like, that's – I was a little surprised you didn't mention it on there. But now that I think about it, like, you just don't really talk about that on there because that's, the, that's not the point of your vlog. Yeah, it's not, like, a personal vlog. It's more yeah. of, like, a, hey, here's here's what I'm doing creatively or here's the goals yeah. that I'm setting for yeah. myself. So, But, but as there's been more personal stuff. Like, I, I stopped doing it for, like, a couple of years for similar reasons that the books were out of print. Yeah. Um, and, and then, yeah, like maybe the end of last year, I started doing a couple just because I was like, it's time. I got to I got to start doing doing stuff and making stuff happen. Mm-hmm. So cool. That's good. Well, anyway, uh, yeah, we can we can start on our topics now that we're almost a half hour in. Yeah. Uh, I, I was actually I was writing the the, the show notes for um, last week or whatever, the last episode. And I think we didn't. It took us like a good half hour to get to the main topic. So um, it did, and that was a rushed episode too because I was. ended up having a, a uh, an engagement that I wanted to go do, and so that was a, a quick episode and everything. But yeah, boy, we we ended up spending so much time just catching up and then talking about stuff. But we didn't have too much to talk about. We just kind of shot the shit on that one. We maybe yeah. just talked better. Uh, uh, so anyway, Matt. 
Uh, yeah. So Matt, why don't you talk about uh, what it was you wanted to talk about? So I, think... I I've been wanting to talk about this for over a month now, Tom. I know you've seen it, mm-hmm. and um, I know Dexter watched it a while back, but okay. I really wanted to talk about uh, the Internet Historian's last video that came out, which was talking about the Costa Concordia and just how <laughs> how kind of amazing that story is. Yeah. Like not really the internet historians docu like video documentary of it, but just like for people who don't know, the Costa Concordia was a cruise ship in 2012 that sunk. It crashed and sunk due to extreme negligence Gross by its captain crew. <laughs> What'd you say? Gross negligence. Yeah. Oh, the just grossest yeah, of negligence. <laughs> unfortunately, 34 people died. Oh man, uh, I don't think I remember it. that part. But I had no clue this happened whatsoever until roughly about six weeks ago. Yeah, I I'd never had heard of it either. And the funny thing, too, is after I watched it, somebody brought it up at work. And so I was like the only other person in the room who had ever heard of it. (laughs) I I vaguely remember it, but it was not something that like, I, 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 you know, I mean, like, I've never been one who's like watching the news or anything, but I, I just remember I remember seeing that guy's face, the captain's face, because his face was everywhere for a while. And mm. and I remember, yeah, it was like basically all I knew about it was that, yeah, this captain was like showboating with a damn cruise ship and got too close and beached the thing. I didn't know people died. I didn't know like that he was like like effectively making out with his girlfriend while it happened. Like he I mean, was I didn't know any of that there with a, a, like a hostess of yeah. the ship and stuff so like stupid. that. It was amazing. Cause what happened was yeah, they were on day two of their, I think like nine day voyage, seven, nine day voyage or something like that. And they have a send off tradition where they try and get as close to the shore as possible and blow the, uh, the boat's horn uh, as like a voy as a bon voyage. And the captain was head of security for years of Costa Concordia ships, rose up to captain very quickly somehow in like two years. Well, and and like, how do you go from security to captain? That makes no sense. Oh, and uh, (laughs) he uh, his crew was pretty negligent. Uh, The the man who was steering the ship was a carpet and landscape cleaner, uh, landscaper who, who didn't, didn't know English. This. Yeah, he was he was brought on because he was cheap, and uh, due to poor communication on the bridge, they hit a set of rocks by the shore. And uh, I think what was it? The ship was cleared for like two breaches, and it ended up having like five or six, hmm. and. Uh, he tried to hide it like they were like, obviously it collided into something. It starts sinking and they're telling everyone there's a blackout. Uh, the the uh, the passengers start calling family members because they know something's wrong. The Coast Guard gets involved. Uh, the Italian Navy gets involved because it's it's Italian Sea. Yeah. And he's just lying the whole time saying they have a blackout, all these things, and they don't it's believe fine. it. It's fine. It's okay. It's not mm-hmm. that bad. Yeah. And uh, he, uh, he he's just lying the whole time until it's not salvageable. They have to abandon ship. And the captain's one of the first people to abandon ship. Yeah. Well, didn't a helicopter come and get him? 
actual thing. Even if you don't die, you are supposed to be the last person on the ship. Yeah. And well, legally, even like that's that's a the, legal thing. It's like one of the main roles of the captain is to ensure yeah. a, a safe disembarkation if there's. Yes. Yeah. And normally, uh, it's mostly famous from the Titanic, which is funny because it was a hundred years since the Titanic. It's mostly famous and thought that the captain going with the ship is from that. It actually stems like about fifty years before that, just not as big. But yeah, he abandoned the ship. Uh, he wound up on shore, and he uh, the Navy and the Coast Guard stepped in and said, get back on the ship. Yeah. <laughs> and they said while everyone was helping, he just sat on some rocks staring at the ship sinking. And then he did a whole bunch of news reports saying that he was the last man on the ship. Mm-hmm. What a bastard. <laughs> I know. It is very amazing. Like watching, It's about a 45-minute video, and I always tell people who are intimidated by that, it's worth it though. It's oh, worth it's it. So it's so like good. A- He's so entertaining. He's I such watched. a good storyteller. I think I watched it at like double speed, and it was pretty good still. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, now you're just now you're just going against the creative vision of the of the director. <laughs> no, I, I definitely did. But you know, if you're putting your stuff on YouTube, it's gonna happen. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, this whole thing. I believe the captain got twenty years in prison. Because- He's still in prison. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This only happened uh, less than 10 years ago. And mm-hmm. he went to court. I think he went to prison like in 2016. I, yeah, it, it took, took way too long for him to go to prison. Yes. <laughs> yes. And uh, uh, it wasn't just his responsibility. It was his whole crew. It was actually even the Christ, the guy who was on the crisis center on land. He was uh, he faced criminal charges. Oh, yeah, really? It's a pretty lengthy thing. And yeah, mm-hmm. they found out he was having an affair with a hostess. And they said her being like she had no business on the bridge. She was on the bridge and uh, she kind of became like the Italian Kardashian. Essentially, she was just craving attention everywhere she could. And it's it's an amazing story. And one of the funniest things in the video for me was that people started looting this because this thing was stuck for, I think, like two years. (laughs) Oh, that's right. (laughs) That's right. They're going on and. And trying to loot everything of value because, you know, it's a huge ship. There's, like, shops and things on there. Yeah. Money. Oh, yeah. There was casino. There was banks. There was a mall. Uh, I know uh, what it, what was said in there. Um, somebody stole the bell of the oh, yeah. ship. The ship's yeah. bell. Somebody found put it. the ship actually on eBay for, like, $10,000 <laughs> and listed it as must come pick up. Wow. <laughs> like there's classic. Some- classic prank. It was great. And yeah, like I think uh, one of the funniest things I remember in the video was the fact that after everyone was everyone who survived was evacuated, they found they found a Korean couple in in their cabin. They slept through the whole thing. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think they woke up like three quarters of the way through the evacuation, but their door was locked like something was barricading them. And so they were just stuck in their cabin. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it's it. It's a wonderful, wonderful story. I mean, the internet, like we talked about on our YouTube video, the internet historian, his videos are, I don't think they're, I, I would not label them as just people who just love the internet and love the videos, uh, love internet culture and stuff like that. He does touch on real life things. He's done probably, I'd say probably about a, a third or a quarter to a third of his videos are also real world things um, that have happened. He's done the, uh, mm-hmm. the, the uh, Olympic torch and the controversies behind that. Uh, 
but a lot of a lot of his content is just really good because he does it in a comedic fashion. But yeah, there He's is got a lot that of that smooth, smooth voice too, and that yes. great that great uh, New Zealand Australian accent. Yeah, it's just just to, just buttery and delightful to listen. Very <laughs> much, and I'm I'm honestly very disappointed because this video came out I think uh, mid February, end of February, mm-hmm. and he said the next week would have a Q and A, like a thirty minute Q and A. That's never come out. Hmm. Yeah, he's not always good about the <laughs> the timing of things, but no. And I feel bad for anybody who watches that video for the first time because the ending credits, it's just him saying, "No more lengthy videos. We're gonna get back to a weekly schedule <laughs> and everything." And unfortunately, he has been saying since the get go, "I want to do two videos a week. I want to do a video a week." Yeah. And his I feel like track it's a record joke is now. <laughs> one every six months. Yeah, I feel like it's just a joke that he says that now. <laughs> yeah i mean his uh incognito mode the other channel he has he flat out admits that's practically the main channel now it's and, great i like the stuff on incognito mode like, oh it's great i yeah. think i've watched it as much as i've watched the regular content because it's more or less like he has a his main series on that is called in the field where he brings on another youtuber or his editor and they just dive into stuff they just released one yesterday or the day before and it was all talking about food Oh, yeah, with Benny Kudos, who's also Australian and also pretty dang funny. Yes, yeah, that was a good episode. And I really love when um, – um, oh, gosh, I can't remember his name because it's um, uh, it's the South Asian guy that he has oh, on. Oh, Sumito? Sumito, Sumito. Those are great episodes too. Yeah, Sumito is really funny. Yeah, like I feel like he's just like – Internet Historian has just really sort of like found this, this tight-knit group of like – just like same brand humorous people who are all just like super witty. Like they're just really mm. great. They work, yeah. they play off each other very well. And I think like the, probably the most famous one that he's had with him is probably Frederick Knutson. Cause you look at the other oh, guys yeah, yeah. channels and they're all 20,000 to 5,000 subs. They're low content people, but he's managed to find these guys through the grapevine and he's really trying his best to boost them. Like I believe when first Sumito was on it, Smito had like 4,000 subs, and now I think he's in the 70s or 80s, maybe yeah. even high now. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, like, many kudos is just on the most recent uh, the most recent episode, that food episode. Like, I came across him, he was in my, my recommended, because one of his first videos had Internet Historian, like, like, featured in it. Like, he read, like, a couple lines of something. Uh, it was a... a video about the cool cat guy oh um, uh so like that's i've watched so many videos about that guy's meltdowns and everything and so of course that ended up in my recommended but but yeah when i when i first came across that uh, uh mini kudos channel it was like yeah he he was in the few hundreds of subscribers and it was like oh cool all right uh and of course now he's he's grown quite a bit because of because of his his uh, orbit to uh, to internet historian in mm-hmm. no small way, I'm sure. But also, he's he's just really talented. Like, I mean, yeah. you know, it's, he's he's funny. They they have a lot in common, but they do their own thing. They're very funny. I guess this is becoming like YouTube episode part two. Uh, a little bit, just I, <laughs> it's because it, it's so difficult to like not talk about the background of these guys if you're gonna highlight one of their videos. But I mean, yeah, I. I mean, hell, the Internet Historian himself has already exploded. I think, Tom, when you first introduced me to him at Dash, with the DashCon video back in, like, 2014 or something like that, 2014, 2015, he had only, like, 
less than a million subscribers in the span of like five years. He's at almost like five million subs. He's one of the biggest rising channels. Yeah, he's great. He's great. Um, yeah, that that I can't recommend that video enough. And it's just such a weird story, and that's why I wanted to bring it up because it's like I don't remember this happening. What's our like the only world changing story that I, or not world change, but like global story that I remember was everywhere was a few years ago when that airline uh, that airline uh, plane disappeared over uh, the Asia. Malaysian flight. Whatever yeah, it was the yeah. Did he have an yeah. episode on that? No, I just it, oh. it just reminds me of that for some reason where it's like, oh, yeah, I mean, where it's just like some kind of crazy thing. I imagine that's got to be a video someday he'd probably tack on. But unfortunately, there's just he'll fully admit that there are topics he wants to discuss. But mm-hmm. if the if it goes nowhere, he has a struggle to do it. Yeah, well, the one that I think really made me impressed with his channel is uh, the Balloon Boy one. Because, okay. like, he admits at, like, the end of it that he just wanted to, like, make fun of the balloon boy, da- the dad. But then by the end of it, he's just like, he actually thinks that the guy is, is innocent and that he just has really gotten the short end of the stick. Yeah, that was fascinating. <laughs> that was a really yeah. good one. Go back and it was so funny on. that he, like, stumbled into journalism, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whoops. A dude who made a Battletoads, uh, like, a, colla- uh, um, a compilation of people trolling GameStop over Battletoads became this. What? Uh, his first video, like there's a great that. podcast with him on it that's on YouTube uh-huh. uh, where they discuss where did you come from? And he says he's always been in the little niche circles of the Internet. And hmm. he always got a chuckle over this thing that happened like 10 years ago of people calling uh, GameStop and asking for the newest copy of Battletoads, which didn't exist. It was just a niche meme kind of thing. It was oh. like a 4chan joke. And he wanted to do a touch on it. He was baffled that nobody, like there were just little videos all over the uh, YouTube and stuff of people mm-hmm. calling, but nobody put a compilation and a story of it together. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, one of his first, vi- his first video is just, I think it's like only like four or five minutes long and it's yeah, just, it's, uh, it's just 551. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of how he got started. Then he's, he's done some real obscure stuff, but Mm-hmm. Um, no, I mean, I don't want this to just become a YouTube discussion thing, but yeah, I really just want to talk about that because it, mm-hmm. it's just a fascinating subject. Yeah, and it's it's pretty cool to like now Google these people that were involved and find out where they are <laughs> outside the captain who's in a federal prison in Italy. <laughs> good. Which good. <laughs> Should we uh, talk about this topic that I wanted to bring up? Yeah. Okay. So. Um, this is going to be a little difficult to uh, open it with, but I, I'm going to try and simplify it as much as I can. So, as I've said, I don't watch a whole lot of anime and stuff like that, but there are a couple that I watch. And one that I've been watching for the past five years off and on because it takes forever for a season to come out is Attack on Titan. And the final season has been going on. It just concluded last weekend. And I've been reading the manga, too. And the final chapter, like the final manga chapter comes out next Friday, I think it is. And the thing I really wanted to discuss about this was the creator of it, whose name is uh, Hajime Isayama. Um, He's relatively a, a very young creator. He's only 34 years old. He's our age. 
And he's been doing Attack on Titan for 12 years, I want to say, 12 or 13 years. And it's it's regarded as one of the a really good story. It's it's a very popular story. The anime is mostly described nowadays as the best anime nobody's watching because mm-hmm. five years ago it was humongous. Like Tom and I'd go to conventions and even in the Midwest, these smaller conventions that we do, there'd always be one person dressed up as a character from Attack on Titan, even if you At didn't least, know what it was. Yeah. You, you'd figure it out I, eventually, especially well, if you go back and you read this stuff and you're like, oh, that's what all these kids were dressing up as. Like, it was a huge, huge yeah. franchise at one point, And it's kind of dwindled down hmm. mainly just because it takes two, two to three years to release a season of it. But it's it's quality. But when you do that, you know, your fan base does shrink. It really does. Or people grow out of it. And I was thinking about this. I don't know if I'm right, but I was thinking and remembering earlier that. This was really popular on places like Tumblr and stuff, and mm-hmm. Tumblr's now shrunk to, to almost not that big anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's reasons it's shrunk down to almost nothing <laughs> anymore. Uh, but yeah, I got morals. Yeah, they got right. rid of the porn, <laughs> and unfortunately, in the real world, when you get rid of the porn, that's when stuff starts getting smaller it's just how it is porn drives a lot of things we've talked about that but it's uh it's it's true to a sense where nowadays if i bring up attack on titan there are some people that say oh i used to read that or i used to watch that Mm -hmm. or people now are back into the thing of i've never even seen anything of it like you dexter and well i i would recognize it like if if i saw somebody at a con dressed up in in attack on titan like i'd know what they were dressed up as but like i couldn't tell you what what it was about yeah Uh, other than like i knew that they were giants and that's like all i really knew about it and i know from the convention scene years ago tom you and like you we've we've said uh five years ago or some that was that was huge Oh yeah, yeah. You'd see you'd see kids in the the jackets with the wings on them, or every now and then you'd see somebody in uh in a like a weird like uh like, like body, body suit with the the muscle oh, body on the outside. Yeah. So oh, yeah. gosh, it was it was enormous, and it was it was like as big or bigger than Naruto at one point, and yeah. Now it's it's just not. But the thing I wanted to talk about was. I've after reading so much about it, I've learned the creator of it. He I'm going to try my best to sound not disrespectful of him, but he very much has said that some of his favorite fictions and things influence his writing and stuff like especially with Attack on Titan, where he said his favorite series was Game of Thrones and he said Game of Thrones would impact Attack on Titan. And it's like, eh, okay. I mean, you're saying that during season six of Game of Thrones, maybe maybe finish the series up before you start <laughs> throwing shit in there. And I'll put it this way, and Dexter, this won't mean a whole lot of context to you, but it'll mean something mm-hmm. to Tom. Let me put it this way, Tom. In Attack on Titan, there is a character in that series that has the ability to go to go back in time and forward in time to see what happens. Huh. Does that sound familiar? I mean, well, a little. <laughs> I'll I put mean, it this way you know. also. <laughs> Bran Stark is even on the Attack on Titan wiki. <laughs> like, okay. there's not a page dedicated to him, but the character that has that ability 
Yeah, at the bottom under trivia and notes, it's heavily talked about how this character is based on Bran from uh, Game of Thrones. Wait, there's a character in Game of Thrones that can travel through time? He can see through the past and he can see through the future. He can see through time, okay. And the the main character in Attack on Titan can do the same thing. (laughs) Lame. And it was revealed only about a year, year and a half ago he can do that. And Mm. so the thing I really wanted to bring up is... Is it always wise to put your own personal like love of other things into your own writing? When does it become no longer homage and just blatant plagiarism? <laughs> right. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, I think that like it's, you know, like with so many things, it's there's a line, right? I think that there's a line and I think that you know, you just have to as a as a writer or as a creator you have to kind of recognize like how close do i want to get to that like how how obvious do i want it to be uh you know how how much of it do i want to be like i am i am honoring other things that i like or i like how this element plays out and so i also want to have this kind of element in my story and how much of it is like I just want this to be like what I've already seen because I like that. Um, I, I think that it's like I'm of the opinion that there there's no way to tell a story that does not have elements that already exist in other media. Right. Yeah. Like it tropes are, are a thing because we all have shared experiences and it's it's a way to like draw people into your story and it's a way to like make people relate to your story of like oh that's something that i understand because i've seen it elsewhere like so you know if you get down to like core mechanics of storytelling like yeah all stories have a lot of similarities like yeah then they say like there's only five or seven uh original like original story ideas and everything else is pretty much that too or something like that yeah it's it's you're you're just gonna have that like it's just going to happen like if you want to tell a high fantasy story well guess what you're taking inspiration from tolkien whether you know it or not like guess what you have elves and dwarves and stuff okay cool like so does every other high fantasy like it it doesn't mean that it's bad and it doesn't mean that you're stealing from tolkien it just means that you enjoy this setting and these these set of tropes, so do something with it. And I yeah. think that that's that's for me what's most important is like you know like so yeah like I haven't seen Attack on Titan um, and, and truth be told I watched a very abbreviated version of Game of Thrones, but um, you know like so I I don't really personally have a problem with like oh a character has the ability to see through time. And they use it this way. And then in this other show, a character has an ability to see through time and they use it even in a pretty similar way. Like, I really don't have a problem with that as long as the stories themselves are unique and and maybe they're doing different things with those characters. It's it's I, I, I don't know how how excited I would be to, like, announce to people like I'm really inspired by this. And this is like my favorite thing. And I'm going to put it into my own story. Yeah. And then actually lift elements from that thing and, and use them in a similar fashion in my story. Like, I wouldn't want to invite people to like look for like, oh, that's what he was talking about. Oh, the, that's the character that he was talking about. Like, yeah. 
you know, I don't know that I would invite that upon myself. No, and that's why I kind of have a little bit of an issue with it. Also, mainly because he also includes characters from Game of Thrones in Attack on Titan. What? Uh, <laughs> he draws Titan. He like there are a couple chapters where the where Titans that are in the series they're drawn like the actors. Uh, Daenerys, Jon Snow, Bran, uh, Littlefinger. They're all in Attack on Titan as Titans. That's really weird. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, that's... Bob Odenkirk shows up as a Titan in this. <laughs> it's really, I mean, and that's one thing. He does draw Titans, and he's even said, if you want to be a Titan in it, send me your selfie, and I might put you in it if I think you're distinguishable enough. That stuff, I think, is pretty okay. But yeah, when you're, um, there's <laughs> a character, Mads Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen is a character in Attack on Titan. He's a general in, uh, in in one of the armies in the book, right? It's not Mads Mikkelsen, but he's drawn Mads Mikkelsen as this character, and it's a mm-hmm. it's a fairly a pro, uh, prominent character for like four or five chapters. And I'm always kind of going, I don't know if that's really wise to do that. I, I don't know. Like I, I guess I guess everything everything that you're bringing up, like I don't necessarily I don't necessarily think that it's bad. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah, that's the thing. I'm not sure if it's bad. That's why I was saying, is it like the biggest one is is yeah, the brand thing of like really just lifting a, a character's whole thing out and giving it to someone else, and it is something important. It's not like something that just goes. It's actually the whole driving force for Attack on Titan. It's mm-hmm. revealed, mm-hmm. and so I always kind of am like, oh man, this series was really original for a very long time, and now you're just kind of taking ideas from uh, like specific ideas, not even generalized ideas, like like very specific things mm-hmm. and putting it in this story where it's never had that before. And so it's it's really weird. It would uh, I don't know. I, I, I guess the biggest thing is it makes me uncomfortable. Mm. I guess, well, why, why, why is that? Like, let's drill down on that. Like, what, what about it makes you uncomfortable? Do you think that it's like that it's shady? Do you think that it's it's not like like uh, like it's bad writing? Like, what, what about it makes you uncomfortable? It's really weird since it's it's because uh, like I said the series is like 12, 13 years old, and it was only about 12 months ago that these things started showing up in it. And people asked him hmm. about it, and he goes, "Oh, well, I really love Game of Thrones, so you know, I want this. The Game of Thrones is going to be a huge influence on the series." And I, I won't lie, I've read the manga I think two or three times now in the span of like four years, and it's just really weird because it feels out of place since there's never been something like that before. It would almost hmm. be similar to like, like in a science fiction story all of a sudden someone's wielding a lightsaber, but not just a lightsaber, but straight up Luke's lightsaber. Right. Right. That's kind of what I mean, what it feels like. It's like, it's like a sudden turn essentially uh, occurred. And it's like, Oh wait, is someone else at the helm now? Like, why is it that all like, it's not just that, that there have been these little nods and, and winks throughout the whole series, but like all of a sudden they just sort of tip the bucket over and it's like, all right, now there's Game of Thrones characters. It's canon. 
Yeah, and I mean, I'm not saying like the characters are, but yeah, the the appearance of them, the actors' faces are slapped on the things, and it's like that's that's a little distracting. Seeing Bob Odenkirk as a 20 foot tall giant <laughs> like ripping people apart and eating them, that's like that's that's weird. But when you take something like a very specific plot thing and make it your plot thing out of nowhere, it just feels very odd. And unfortunately, I can't really find people that agree with me on that who read it because oh boy i look at the comment section after our chapters revealed oh i at least i know where the tumblr audience went to after tumblr disappeared for a while <laughs> man it's i've never truly understand fandoms that like just scream at the top of their lungs about fictional characters like like i see some people do and it's really creepy but you don't see too many people that are like well, that's just weird that he's using plot elements from another thing. And that's kind of what it is. I mean, the storytelling, yeah, I mean, there's only so many stories that you can tell to an extent that isn't unlike others to to say. But when you're, like, taking little things – I guess West Side Sky, it'd be like if you gave someone a Nextus a lightsaber. Right, yeah. And yeah. that's what I mean and especially by that. Like, or, especially now in, like, Chapter 40 or whatever where it's like, all right, like, why did that suddenly be a thing, like – Suddenly or, there's like this this space monk who has a, a laser sword and it's like, wait, 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 wait. This has never been established. Why why is this a character now? Or I mean, this is gonna be super niche that people who haven't read next to it would be like if you pulled off the uh um what uh the guy uh gosh boy, I'm really sorry. Um uh if you were to pull the mask off the hooded man and it's Palpatine's face behind it. <laughs> oh, right, do right, it, do right. it, do it. <laughs> Uh, I gotta go, guys. I gotta do some rewrites real quick. Uh, Unrelated, unrelated. Yeah, or like they have mind powers and he just starts shooting lightning around. That's kind of thing. I mean, where even like if 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 you saw if you did that, don't you think someone would go, "Why'd you do that?" (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Well, and I think so. Maybe maybe with the the whole Attack on Titan thing, and and we kind of touched on this just now of, of like it's it's not so much that like it's a problem to have these kinds of these kinds of nods and winks and things, you know, that like influence you throughout the story. But if it's all of a sudden, like, Hey, we've been doing this for, for a decade. And, and now, like now that we're, we're winding down to the close or now that, now that so much you've invested so much time in this, we're going to go ahead and just completely shift gears and introduce all of these new elements or, or things that are jarring, uh, to someone who otherwise was enjoying how unique the story was up until yeah. this point. Well, and the, that's an interesting way to put it, too, because I know uh, my wife has problems just generally with stories that change gears like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, watching Lost uh, back in college, she was enjoying the first, what, season or two of that because it felt like just – a story about a bunch of people who are lost, who are stuck on an Island, but then like suddenly it shifted gears and it starts to become like this fantasy sci-fi show. Mm-hmm. Um, like, cause initially like they were just on an Island and then, uh, and then like there was like some weird goofy stuff. Like there was the smoke monster, uh, but then like they start <laughs> doing stuff with um, like time travel and, like uh, some people who are kind of like almost super soldier like strength 
and like and we just ended up stop watching it because like i mean because i didn't have time to watch it by myself and kelsey just hated it basically well, i don't know <laughs> i hated it but she just she she felt betrayed was the word that she used mm, because she's yeah. like i started enjoying this and watching it because i thought it was a drama about people stuck on an island but now it's a sci-fi adventure about people who can time travel and fight smoke monsters uh and and so like that type of stuff just always kind of bothers her because like Mm -hmm. she the word she always uses is that she feels betrayed uh and i I have a hard time using that since that word is abused a lot nowadays in media but i do understand where kelsey's coming from Mm -hmm. yeah and that's i felt betrayed too I, oh, I equally felt betrayed too with JJ Abrams's most recent work on a franchise. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe someday really, we'll do a podcast about that franchise. I, I don't I don't uh, I don't follow his work. I actually I'm not familiar what what are some of his recent films. Well, we'll, we'll talk about some other time. I, I guess I just don't know what he's been working on uh, in the past few years, but um uh, yeah like out of a fucking dumpster eventually (laughs) i think that i think that that kind of touches on like that's that's a really important thing that that i think any kind of storyteller needs to to keep in mind if they want to if they want to to have a, a big plot twist or they they want to have a big reveal or they you know they they want to like like zig when they thought you were going to zag like any time that there's going to be that that big like or the twist sort of moment Mm -hmm. i I think that you have to do it in such a way that you're not you're not punishing the reader for getting invested or or the watcher whatever you're not punishing the consumer for getting invested in the way things are like unless the like i think it can be done right right like where well like one 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 show recently that felt very unpredictable to me uh, and did a really good job of zigging and zagging, I guess, uh, it was the show Ted Lasso. Um, and that's just like a drama, kind of a comedy, like dark. I don't know. I didn't even say dark comedy. It's just a delightful comedy. Um, but like almost every episode, it seemed like something was like something bad was happening. And I was just like, man, I don't like where this is going. And then they resolved that problem in a way that kind of created a new problem, but it was completely unexpected. Mm-hmm. Like, um, uh, like basically they, there were some like photographs taken of some people to make it look like they were having a relationship when they weren't to try, kind of try to ruin uh, the dynamic of the, it's about a soccer team. So like to ruin the dynamic of the soccer team, uh, and so, you know, you're just expecting like, OK, so this is going to go out into the press and then like the star player is going to hate the coach. Uh, and so then that's going to be the drama. But then like they completely inverted it and it became uh, like it was caught before it got hit the press. And then the drama was then between two completely different characters trying to stop it as opposed to trying to resolve it whatever whatever the problem could have been so like i I find that interesting because like instead of playing into like these uh, which we kind of touched on at the beginning of this conversation like these expected tropes in these certain styles um you you're kind of like you're leaning into that trope and then turning slightly into a different trope maybe um as opposed to 
changing genres suddenly. Right. Well, and um, that's that's what it that's what you should do, right? Like yeah, you should yeah. use things that have existed and and that are kind of tried and true and that people recognize, and then find a way to to make them interesting and, and, yeah. and put your own spin on it. And I know, like I'm gonna I'm gonna say it because I've been thinking it this whole time. Subvert your expectations. Which the has internet. become sort of like a dirty thing to say, but it like, really is, and it's a perfect thing to say. And you know, maybe it's because if you do it right, it's good. Yeah, if you do try, but you know what? I do agree with you that that's kind of a dirty word, but I also blame where you and I see it, I hear it most from, and it is this very specific channel that makes uh-huh. fun of that. Very true. <laughs> and but you know what? I, I, it I guess does I don't know what you guys are talking about because it is a very good saying, and. Tom and I watch Red Letter Media, who makes fun of it all the time to a point yeah, where they yeah. kind of they're it's just become a the dead horse in the yeah. pace, and it's not funny. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm totally okay. Like, I I honestly have to stop myself sometimes from saying it, but I do think it is a really good uh, coin uh, to use for certain things. And I would say that very much that something like Attack on Titan it does subvert expectations to a point because. Um, <laughs> Three, two thirds through the series, it does completely change. Like it, it changes drastically to like almost like you're going, what? But in, a, in my opinion, in a positive way. But I can understand sometimes that's not always the case. If you completely change stuff uh, because you didn't plan it, yeah, that becomes a problem. Lost is an example where yeah, they literally something happened during that writer strike of. 2000, oh, yeah. 2007, 2008, mm-hmm. where that was when that show completely fell apart. And oh, our, I would say the same thing happened to the show Heroes. Heroes had the same mm-hmm. problem. But yeah. It was on a really solid track. The strike happened. They only got half a season done, but they managed to make it a, uh, a solid half-season story from beginning to end. And mm-hmm. then it came back, and... It just turned against everybody in a way. People were just, they did feel betrayed by certain things. And that does happen a lot of times for some reason. And um, I remember late 2000s when that writer strike happened, that affected a lot of shows and things where yeah. people were just yeah. like, this that was just a bad really year. What I was doing. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. Yeah. Well, okay. And so uh, when you guys said subverting expectations, I didn't really know what you were talking about. And so I, I had to look it up. And, uh, yeah. It's on knowyourmeme.com is what I found. And it's funny. I mean, because it, it, this article is referencing Red Letter Media, like saying uh-huh, they kind sure. of brought it up. But Brian it's uh, said it uh, in a couple interviews with The Last Jedi and the Internet kind of just took that as it, it was it was popularized by people who felt betrayed by The Last Jedi because yeah. Star Wars expectations they're kind of ridiculous. And we've talked about on the podcast before about star Wars fan theories and stuff. And it's, yeah. I mean, does last Jedi really subvert your expectations? No, it just kind of gave the middle finger to all the stupid fan theories that are still going on nowadays. We talked right. about it with Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. People thought Mace Windu was showing up in Mandalorian. That would have been good. Though. Oh, nice. They were expecting him to be the one to pick up Grogu. Who did it turn sense. out to be, be the one Jedi that still exists? Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Surprise, <laughs> surprise. Yeah. And yeah. Well, okay, and so I guess uh, no, there's so, two. There were two. Well, but they already met the other one. They already met uh, 
But <laughs> so subverting expectations is when a show you think like it should go in one direction, but they clearly illogically. Yeah, and but based on like there's no logic that they clearly go in the other direction just for shock, is what right. This, well, um, and that's that's like the the negative, the, like the way that that people don't like it to happen, right? Yeah, Where it's just sort so, of like. But you're saying just, you should you should subvert expectations, but not in a do it don't do it just for shock value. Right. Do it I, in a way that makes have sense. a reason. Yeah, have right. a reason. Okay. Like, like, play, you've got all these Legos, right? Like, tropes are Legos. Put them together in a way that's interesting and different. <laughs> like, don't just build the same thing again. Do something different. Don't put, don't just, you know, don't just slap a, a, a shark without its head piece on top of your castle because you have that piece. And boy, nobody would expect this. Like, no, that's dumb. Like, do right. something that makes sense, but also do something you know, different, put it in together in a different way, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Right. Like, yeah, I think, I think that's a really good way to, to kind of differentiate like what might be considered a, a bad subversion of expectations that's, versus an acceptable one. I really I mean, like that metaphor because like, it, it's like, uh, you know, yeah. So let's say you're building um, a Lego castle, use the pieces that came with the Lego castle set, but build a different castle. Don't bring in the star Wars Lego set. Because you're building a castle, is right. basically what you're saying. And yeah. I mean, that's kind because of what you're building, like a sci-fi castle, like you know. And well, then build a sci-fi castle from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Don't just like halfway through be like, ah, oh, well, I guess I will just. I mean, you know, and obviously this doesn't apply to act. You play with Legos however the hell you want. Um, but, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, when it when it comes to storytelling, don't don't just you know shift from building a castle uh to uh to you know building the millennium falcon um because that's that's, okay i've lost the i've lost the thread of this this lost the metaphor it's fine (laughs) no no i get what you mean by that i i just because i mean yeah the talking about severity i mean i think all of us would probably agree that yeah the like Star Wars is the big example of that. It's the one that really made the coin the term popular. Mm-hmm. I can say that the Last Jedi did not subvert my expectations. I wasn't going mm-hmm. in thinking all the stupid fan theories were going to happen. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. And I think too that like I, I'm not a big fan, and I, I didn't really get this from the Last Jedi, but but I'm not a big fan in general of just shock for the sake of shock. Right. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't really I don't really like that. I mean, like, I, I think that some people like some people might say that, like, the scene where where Luke, you know, takes the 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 lightsaber from Ray and like throws it away, like uh-huh. flippantly, like would say yeah. that that's just shock for the sake of shock. And it's like, no, I, I didn't mind that, really. Like, oh, it, yeah, it played into the character that they developed in that movie. Like, it was fine. But like, I, I definitely I, I know it when I see it, when it's like, oh, like, you just did that because you figured we weren't, like, that was like a gotcha, like, it, yeah, like a jump and, scare or something, you know, where it's like, uh, sometimes this can work, but now I just feel like you're doing it just because you didn't have a, an idea for a good story <laughs> or a good movie. Like, mm-hmm. I think it can cheat the yeah. story, right? Mm-hmm. And and the thing is, is people always use that lightsaber throw as an example 
And it just feels like they're ignoring the rest of the movie where he explains why he think why he feels that way. And mm-hmm. it's kind of no different. I mean, people always said Luke wouldn't do this. Mark Hamill was like, Luke wouldn't do this. He wouldn't feel like a failure and abandon the Jedi like Obi-Wan did and Yoda did. Right. Yeah. He didn't do anything that hasn't already been done. I mean, it, I mean, literally Weird. the idea of what Luke did was no different than what's already been shown in that whole franchise. The problem is people held Luke in such a high standard that they just it's not that they didn't want uh, him to do the same thing as everyone else who have had that similar situation. Mm-hmm. I think it's mainly just because people put things on a pedestal that is unreachable and then they just throw a hissy fit over it. Yeah, because. Well, and that's something that's interesting about like like Star Wars in particular or really popular anime like Attack on Titan, you know, like you were saying at the start of this conversation, how it was so big and, you know, it's it's such a such a, a well-known series and even people who don't like anime watch it. And, and it's whenever you've got a big fandom like that and you've got this, all these people interacting and, and you know, contemplating about what, what, where is the series going to go? And they're interacting with the creator and the creator is, is being interactive and, you know, talkative on Twitter or whatever, like, like, because there's all this connection and because there's so much interest, like, it's just, you cannot, as a creator, you cannot make a story for everyone. You can't. And so when you have all of these people who are super invested and they're interacting with you and they're interacting with each other so much and they're, they're building up so much hype, there is no way to live up to that. No. And I, I agree mm-hmm. with that. I mean, and, you know, you can do it two ways. You can be way too interactive with your group or, or three. You can just write it through just like you do. You are very much open to like talking about behind the scenes of current things in your stuff. But you and I have known each other almost 20 years now. And I don't know where your comic is going because you've never told me and you won't tell me. I won't. And that's a really great way to do. And then you have the guy who does Attack on Titan, and he just spills his beans all the time. <laughs> and, I mean, yeah. And beans I, all over the place. He really does. I mean, I mentioned it to Tom. He told the he, – he revealed the ending to this series like four years ago. And <laughs> he said he wasn't going to do that anymore. But I can tell um, you right now with one chapter left, he, he actually did. Yeah. And <laughs> so – yeah, it's I'm not going to do that. Like, I don't do that then. Like, don't, because then you're kind of and I've had some other writers like that. I know some British writers that are that way, too, where they they just talk too much. They reveal too much. And I'm that same way to an extent when I was younger. I would tell everything about a story that I was wanting to tell. And I couldn't get to it for one reason or another. I have my own problem with stuff where, uh, granted, I always think homaging is is fine, but mm-hmm. It does get to a point where you do have to stop and you're going, is this too similar to something else? I don't think this is that original. And that's where I've had a lot of problem. Like I've had so many ideas for a story that I've written, but since I sit on them for so long, something else comes along, does the exact same thing. And I, I honestly stop myself because I'm a little too timid and I'm like, well, I can't do that now because yeah, I don't want anybody to hassle me and be like, hey, this is just like that other thing. Yeah, because, yeah. boy, I haven't done that to people. But, man, going to conventions back in the day and stuff and seeing some people's stuff. And it just makes me be like, oh, you're just tracing this other artist. I can tell. I read. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't want to say that to them. And so I don't. But <laughs> sometimes you do need to say that 
just kind of, you know, knock some sense in them and be like, create your own thing. Like, I still have no, I'm still baffled by the guy that uh, met us almost 10 years ago at a convention. And he showed me and Thomas portfolio and he had half of it of his own original drawings, which were okay. And then the other half of his portfolio was blatant traces. Oh, yeah. I remember who you're talking about now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, if you can do that, you're you're okay at Marvel now. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was something. And I mean, I, he he did have his own style, and it was disproportionate. And this is coming from someone who has his own problem with proportions. But it's hard. It is super hard. <laughs> it takes practice. It really does. And so, but yeah, you could see a difference with him because he had half his portfolio. It was all his original stuff, and yeah, it was super disproportionate. It wasn't. Like if if you read comics stuff or if you just have basic body anatomy, if you're an artist, you do know these things. Mm. And then you see his other pages where, yeah, it was just traces of layouts of other people's comics, famous mm. people, too. And it's like, dude, get that shit out of this portfolio right now. The, I am not the only one who's going to notice this stuff. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you know, that's a whole nother thing of like I, I, that was something that was so bizarre when we first like that was like at one of our first shows that we ever did. And I was like, is this like a thing that people do? Why, why are they showing it to me? Like, yeah, it was 20, <laughs> who do they think I am? <laughs> uh, it was a Des Moines convention. It was a guy. It was mm. a Falcon and not Falcon, but mini uh I, uh, God, what the fuck was that convention called? The, the one that was the Fall Con. <laughs> was it Minecon? Minicon? It might have been the Minicon or the Minicon. Uh, Minicon is what during the summer or spring? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it was the one in the fall. It was the big one, and this that's, one that's at least it. it was at your old office building, Dexter, before it became an office building. You were there mm-hmm. selling pillows. No, 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 no. I was I was selling wallets. You were selling the girl. You were next to the girl selling pillows. Yeah, we split up booth. Yeah, because they made us get a vendor booth. One that some dude came up with all his stuff. That was that Mm. day, and it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, Mm. and I, I, I'm going to apologize, people. Now it feels like it's just a rambling conversation about something. There's no real way to conclude this, and I apologize. Right. Yeah. No, that's okay. I mean, I think we're talking about circles now. It's just something that think about because I. I'm a content creator myself. Dexter's a content creator. Tom is. And so that's why I really wanted Tom on this one is to kind of discuss and think, is this is this something that's a little weird to everyone else? Because, I mean, honestly, yes, you have a space alien treasure hunting series. Uh, and I remember back in the day when we were younger, you know, 10 years ago, you would have to compare this to other things. I don't think you do need to do that anymore. And you don't do it really anymore. You just explain it's a treasure hunting story. It's good. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think my line for a long time was it's Indiana Jones on an alien planet. Like, you know, yep. like, which it's not even like that. Even back then, I don't think that was very accurate anyway. It was the um, best way to sell it when you had like yeah. 10 chapters. Well, yeah. When, <laughs> when I didn't have, more more for people to kind of leak through and, and check out but uh but yeah I, I think that ultimately i mean kind of like like what we what we touched on right at the start of this conversation i think that with with any of this kind of stuff with any of these like tropes or or, or bleeding into into your your creations uh you know things that you like and other things um like it, there's just you just got to be very aware of what you're doing, what what's established in your story already, um, and uh, and just you know like 
and yeah, like, like be aware of where that line is of like, am I ripping something off or am I building something new with my Lego set? Right. Yeah. yeah. I think that's, that's, that's really like, the, nope. the main thing. Nobody's really right. And nobody's really wrong. It's up to point of view, I guess that's the biggest thing for me. I, I kind of, I kind of have to either accept it or not accept it and let it ruin something for me, which that can happen. I, yeah, you know, we don't ever really want to make a discussion about, it, but you know, I, you know, I look at the behind the scenes stuff behind DC movies like we all do. And I, I watched the Snyder cut and I didn't like it for a lot of reasons, but I very much try and not let the background of it bother me, but I will fully admit that it can, it 100% can. Mm-hmm. I don't want something to be terrible, but that doesn't necessarily mean I'm really into wanting it to be a huge thing, like to be a, 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 a success either, I guess. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, that's about all I got for tonight. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good, a good place to stop. Um, I don't know. Is there, is there, I mean, are there any other topics we want to talk about? We've been going a little over an hour now. That's not too bad. Uh, Tom, are you watching uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier? No, I, I haven't yet. Uh, yeah, PK and I will probably get into it, but um, but yeah, no, it's like we. I didn't know that it was it was coming on, um, and then yeah, I think like last weekend, I I saw it on the Disney Plus, and I was like, oh hey, look at this, they're doing another yeah, show. That's cool. And yeah, there's three episodes. Though. I think uh, I think we're gonna have a, a basically something every week this whole year. That's either Star Wars or Marvel related on Disney Plus. Hmm. Uh, and I think the uh, like there's maybe a week or two in between some shows, but then technically you'll get new content because it's the behind the scenes stuff that'll be coming out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've they had three episodes of this, this week. one. I, what? They released a bunch of stuff uh, yesterday. Oh, I didn't know that. I, 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 I mean, we watched Winter Soldier and that was it or whatever. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, the Ewoks cartoon, the two oh, live action Ewok movies. I saw that on there. I didn't realize that that was new. And hmm. the Boba Fett special in the holiday special was released. Wait, they oh, released what? the holiday special? No, they released the, the animated segment oh. with Boba Fett that's like not seven to nine minutes long. Did they redo his voice with the what's his name guy? No, I went, no, they kept the original guy. Oh, that's cool. I mean, yeah. I, I, I. I have no intention to watch any of it. I did watch the Boba Fett thing last year, like relatively recently. So I'm like, yep, that animation still sucks. Um, <laughs> the same animation crew also did the droids cartoon and that's not on there yet. And Boba Fett is in that too, in an episode. So, but yeah, all that stuff was released. Uh, oh, the Gendy Tartakovsky clone war show is really, was put on there too. That's cool. I always liked that. Yep, that's the that only Clone on. Wars thing that I've actually watched. <laughs> it's good. I mean, it's a quick. I think uh, first season is maybe a half an hour long, and then the second season is an hour long because they increase the episodes mm-hmm. or the length of mm-hmm. it. But they were like three minute, three or five minutes episodes. Yeah, they were practically like bumps. Like I yeah, remember they were, when they, they first were, were on they were TV. Commercial. Yeah, oh, they were cool. I like them. I always liked the like Gendy Tarkovsky. He's a really cool guy. 
He's he's not like he's great. He was awesome. Dexter's Laboratory, Powerpuff Girls, okay. Samurai Jack, Samurai Jack. Which boy, I gotta tell you, every time I'm in a store, I see that box set for like fifty bucks, and I know <laughs> it's worth it, but I still have never picked it up because <laughs> it's a complete thing. It's even when they brought it back to Adult Swim. Yeah. But uh, hmm. that's on there. And you know what? I'll even say he did a really good job with those uh, Hotel Transylvania movies. I've seen one or two of them. Oh, it's like I didn't realize he did those. He's the director of it. Cool. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, other than that, I mean, Dexter and I usually talk about Falcon and Soldier, but we don't have to with you, Bayon or Tom, because we don't want to ruin anything for you. Well, and I, yeah, I mean, I don't think we should talk too much about it anyway, because I imagine we're going to do a show or we'll do an episode about it when it's over. Totally. It's worth it, though. It's a good show. I like the, it. Yeah. In all honesty, though, this last episode kind of I don't think it was as good as the first two. OK, Um, but. I don't know. It, I, I still liked it. I, I think they're just setting a lot of stuff up, maybe. That's, at least that's what I'm hoping. Like, it feels like they have a lot of, like, they're trying to cover a lot of ground, I guess, with that last episode. And so, like, they just kind of went through a bunch of stuff really fast. But, but no, it was it was cool. I, I was I, I was glad to see a couple of things. And I don't know. I, yeah, I don't want to get into it too much, I guess. But, like, there were <laughs> things I liked and things I like I didn't like. It just seemed a little quick, maybe. Lee is not impressed by the show whatsoever. Of course he's not. No, he doesn't really like it. He says it's not his thing. (laughs) He doesn't like fun. It's, I mean, there we go. That's Lee in a sentence. That's not untrue. (laughs) No, I mean, it's funny though. I think Lee and I agree on about 50% of the things that we talk about. Um, But yeah. He and I are about 80-20 most of the time. We actually do have a lot of things in common. We disagree on certain things, but we also do have the same love for a lot I'm, of I'm stuff. Mostly, I'm mostly I'm worried that we uh, we make fun of him too much on this without him being here. <laughs> he doesn't watch it. Or listen, he yeah. He doesn't listen. That's fine. Well, well and if he was oh, here, he, he would he would get in some good ribbing, too. So oh, I don't, too. I don't yeah, think that we're doing anything good. good. Lee's a good. Uh, Lee's got some good comebacks. He's a, a lot good of time. sport. He's a good. Yes, sport. he is. Like he doesn't. We love you, serious. Lee. It's and he shouldn't either, and neither do I. Like him and I, uh, we rip on each other all the time at work and things like that. No, yeah. he's a really good sport. He, he, like him and I have had a lot of in-depth conversations about DC, and it may come off that I don't like DC. That's not true. I want DC to be just as good in their cinema as Marvel. It's just unfortunate that they just make bad choices and they do you know i i like shazam i like shazam just fine shazam was so good uh i just don't really and you know what i i'm not gonna i'm not gonna walk into suicide squad and think it's a piece of shit no fucking way no i it's written oh, by a really competent person it's directed by someone just as competent because he's the writer uh so you know, there's a solid chance I'm really gonna be into that film because it's being done by someone who, well, he's yeah. the guy who did the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. He knows what speaking, he's doing. He's a competent writer. Too, I, uh, I was not very ex- like, or I don't know. I was, I was excited when they announced that he was making that movie, and then I saw that first trailer, and I was just like, for uh, Suicide Squad, uh, the Suicide Squad, uh-huh. and the after that first trailer, I was just like, I don't. No, and then they released a second one this week. Yeah, yesterday or the day before. And they... that one got me pumped again. Like I'm pretty. Uh, excited. I saw a lot of YouTube comments saying this should have been the first trailer that came out. Oh, should have uh, been. 
Yeah. I, I haven't seen the trailers. I'm I'm actually really confused. Like I I've seen like some stills and stuff. Like so does this have anything to do with the other Suicide Squad movie? Yeah, it's a, it's a sequel. Uh, I think like five of the ca- uh, the cast came back. Like so, Harley yeah. Quinn, Captain Boomerang, yeah, Boomerang Rick Flag, and Viola Davis, uh, the yeah. leader of Suicide. So it's I think it's more or less one of those things where it's a sequel, but uh, it, the Suicide Squad's such a revolving cast; anyone can die at any point. That these are just. I don't know it's hard to describe, but it's well, it's not going to be a sequel as in these elements from the last one are relevant. It's not. Then what's with the fucking title? And well, the, the Suicide Squad, Squad. because nobody wants to put twos on anything anymore. Nobody wants okay, to put okay. Well then, call it something else. This call it Task Force X. Uh, That's the yeah. actual name of the group. They're not called the Suicide Squad. They're called Task Force X. Well, but the comic is Suicide Squad, which is also stupid. I don't know why. Yeah. But I, I saw the interesting thing. What, are we some I, kind of suicide squad? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the interesting thing, I, I saw an interview clip of James Gunn and just I think like the purpose of such a drastically different cast is he wanted to bring in like less competent villains because like he and I'm not familiar with the comic, but he said that the comic typically just had like more D-list co- uh, villains like like. Just villains that you're you feel bad for them because they're just not good villains. Right. Like they're just bad at being villains. Right, and right. so it, it makes sense then. Like I mean, Harley Quinn's still in it just because they want to make money. Right. Like sure. he probably had to have her in it. And then everyone else, he's just swapping out to get like just bad villains basically. And I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm not even familiar. Like Idris Elba seems to be playing like the only competent villain. But I don't even know who Bloodsport is. I've never heard of him. Uh, yeah, you Google him and you're like, you still go, who? Um, yeah. He was supposed to play Deadshot, Will Smith's character. But yeah, that's what I thought. He I was, was cast as him, but Will Smith threw a little bitch fit. And so they decided to just change the name to Bloodsport so okay. Will Smith can come back for another movie. Okay. Yeah, he was playing Bloodsport, uh, Deathshot, and it's like, or Deadshot, and it's like... Yeah. Well, he's a better actor than Will Smith, so yeah. Well, count your blessings char- that you got Idris Elba. And the character's almost like like looks identical. Like he's just not wearing that red eye or the yeah. weird eyepiece. Yeah. Oh, whatever. I don't know. I'm excited for that movie. It can't come fast enough. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, um, when is it coming? Uh, there's nothing else really it's coming. Oh, uh, I'll probably. You know what? I will probably put the twenty dollars in and watch Black Widow. At home when that comes. To I'm Disney excited Plus. about that, man. We I'll want, probably, I'm not going to go to a theater, but I will probably yeah. go for the premium and just rent it through uh, Disney Plus and just so watch it at home. That's July, I think. And we uh, we just rewatched um, Civil War. Yeah. Uh, Avenger, or Captain America Civil War, which uh, Tom, like, I don't know. I, I would recommend doing that before watching Falcon and Winter Soldier if you have time. Okay. But uh, but. Like watching the scenes with Black Widow and what was it, Sharon Carter? Uh, like just watching them fight the Winter Soldier, like in that one first scene where he kind of where he gets mind controlled, like that got me excited for a Black Widow movie. Like, I don't know why before I was just like, 
why are they giving her a movie? Like she's like, it's just going to be like born identity basically because she has no powers. Yeah. It's um, her send off. It's, it's, it's yeah. send off to the character, I, which I do understand. I get it. And I think it's interesting too, though. We have, I just realized that we've not seen anything since, uh, I don't even know if we got a trailer for it. I feel like we got a teaser. We got a trailer last year and yeah. speak of the devil. A trailer was released four hours ago. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Okay, I'll have to go watch that. Because I was just like, yeah, why haven't we seen anything if it's coming out in July? Like, a we lot of stuff it. hasn't got trailers, sadly. But yes, a trailer yeah. came out just this afternoon. I watched it before the podcast. Okay, I have to go find that. That's exciting. But yeah, uh, Ven- Venom's coming in September. We got that. Venom's coming in September. It'll get delayed to next year again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ghostbusters was supposed to come out this summer. It's delayed till the fall now. Um... We're supposed Spider-Man. to have four Marvel movies come out this year. Morbius in January. Not excited about. The Matrix is coming out this year. Yeah. Mortal Kombat got delayed one week. Oh, uh, why? Yeah. Don't know. Lee's furious because he he only wanted to get HBO for one month and he oh, planned that's, it around. Ten bucks says that's why they did it. Honestly. yeah you know what you're probably not wrong or the cost of hbo whatever it's called that's what i'll bet like 15 dollars. <laughs> i told him just keep it for another month tell your wife oh i forgot to hit that cancel <laughs> whoops then again i mean to be honest he does pay for like almost a hundred dollars in subscription services a month oh man we just canceled netflix because we're i think we had three and it felt like too much I currently have oh, uh, frozen peas. Uh, what? <laughs> Did you just uh, go back to a play and just start saying filler words? <laughs> I've, I've had a brain fart. I have Netflix, stupidly, because I thought something was on there and it's not. Oh. Uh, I what, have what, uh, what? What did you think was on there? Oh. I uh, what was on there? Uh, I thought Spider Verse was on there because I can't find it anywhere. Oh, they took it off. They took off a lot of stuff. It pissed me off. But I have that. I have Mm. YouTube Premium, which I'm kind of keeping because I like it. Uh, I have Amazon Prime, but I worked that around for Invincible, Mm -hmm. and I have Disney Plus. So I've got four currently, and I'm paying for two. Okay. Wow. Dexter has my Disney Plus. Uh, uh, uh. No, we, we were buying Disney Plus. I never actually used yours. Oh, did you really? I, I've never logged into yours. We we bought our own. I always wondered why, because I wasn't like I was wondering when it was going to happen that I was going to see what you were watching. <laughs> no, uh, I think I almost did. And then, yeah, Kelsey's just like, no, let's just buy it. Cause, and we use it all the time. So the kids watch cartoons on it and stuff. It's fine. Disney Plus is great. I have, I can't go into that Simpson library because I don't want to see how they've butchered the Simpsons. But whatever. Oh, man, I babysat my nephew like years ago and it was just like on at my brother's house. And I was just like, what happened? This was like the aspect ratio is wrong. They've cut. They they oh, they took out a couple episodes. I know they took out the Michael Jackson episode. Oh yeah. Anyway, we should uh, cut this off. Yep. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, guys, and thanks Tom for for hanging out. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Yeah, no problem, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs>